Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome to Concussion Talk podcast. My name is Nick Mercer. I write Concussion Talk blog, www.concussiontalk.com. I've also written an ebook called Detour, a link to which you can find on the right side of any of my Concussion Talk pages. It's about cycling across Canada in 2002 and my brain injury in 2003. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Concussion Talk or by searching Concussion Talk on Facebook. This is the ninth episode of Concussion Talk Podcast, and in it I'll be talking to Alex Rebchuk and Harrison Brown of the University of British Columbia's School of Kinesiology. Both are studying the effects of football hits on brain function. Alex is doing his master's, and Harrison is doing his PhD research. Generally, both are in Vancouver, B.C., but today and this week, they're in Quebec City because their team, the UBC Thunderbirds football team, is in Quebec City for the Canadian University Championship game, the Vanier Cup. I will now let them introduce themselves and talk more about their research. Okay, I'm on the phone with Alex, Alex Rebchuk and Harrison Brown, and I will now let them introduce themselves and talk about their research. So uh, I guess, Harrison, you want to go first? Sure. Uh, so my name is Harrison Brown. I'm a PhD student in the University of British Columbia. And my research is, my thesis title is Human Sensory Motor Physiology Following Concussive Injury. And my research is more laboratory-based stuff. So I'm trying to understand the underlying physiological consequences of concussive injury. And the idea is that once we understand that, then we can better understand how to diagnose and rehabilitate the injury. Okay. Well, it's, that's, that's actually really viable stuff. So, uh, Alex. Perfect. Uh, my name is Alex Rabchuk. I'm a master's student at the University of British Columbia, uh, working for Jean-Sébastien Blouet. Uh, my thesis title, or my working thesis title, is Investigating Impact Exposure and Functional Neurological Status in Collegiate Football Players. So what I'm looking at is a more clinical-based study trying to relate or determine whether any relationships exist between impact exposure in college football players and their uh, functional, uh, essentially their brain status. 
It does, does you know, equally interesting. Uh, so, uh, so I mean, both you guys are studying different different aspects, but using the same sensory system, the same the same sensor you got. So, uh, you, you, maybe you could talk about this, how you're researching, how you're studying these players. What is the X the X patch as they call it, and uh, and how you got to doing it, and who are doing who are you who are your subjects for this, this research? Um, so I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about the X patch. Um, so what it is, it's, um, accelerometer. Uh, it was developed by X2 Biosystems. Uh, it's a company out of Washington, um, state. Um, so they're based out of Seattle. Uh, what it is, is the players wear it behind their right ear. Um, so it's a little adhesive. It's kind of the size of a quarter, uh, that they just put behind their ear. And what it does is it tracks essentially every every impact the players get. So both we can get both the number of impacts um, a player will get during either a practice or a game, as well as the magnitude of each impact. So essentially, we get a G-force reading of how large each hit is um, during the game. Yeah, it also gives the direction as well. Um, so that's one thing that uh, that's quite helpful. It's just knowing the direction of the hit. So whether it's from the front of the head uh, to the side of the crown or, or even the back of the head. Um, so as well, in regards to our participants, we're working with the UBC football team uh, these past two seasons. So we've had, well, we have about 14 this year and about 16 last year. So we have about 30 participants total um, on the team. We have a variety of players and a variety of ages. And uh, what we do is we have them wearing it each practice and game for the past two seasons. Okay, so that started two seasons ago. So yeah, so UEC the football team won two games last year, is that right? And they're different than the Vanity Cup. That's why you guys are in Quebec City? Yes, yes. yes. So that kind of increases your research, your uh, scope, not scope necessarily, but the frequency of your, the number of, of readings you can get. Yeah, so basically every extra game we get, so every because they made the playoffs, we got an extra game, and then because they won Ken West, we got a Canadian semifinal game, and then they won that again. Uh, so we're getting the finals on Saturday. So we're actually getting three games more of data. Oh, nice. uh, so it's it's a pretty significant increase in the amount of information we're receiving. It's a win win win, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So so why why is the uh, why does your, the sensor go behind the right ear and not anywhere else on the head or on the body for that matter? Is that reason so, or is that just I, for we? You can put it behind the left ear. Um, I won't get too much into it, but the company at some point had a mouth guard piece, but they no longer do that. Uh, why we use the right ear is it's, it's a, if you feel behind your right ear, the there's a little bony bump uh, called the mastoid process. Uh, so essentially how the accelerometers or the sensors are calibrated is they're calibrated to the center of mass of the head. And to do that, they use an anatomical measurement from that bony landmark there. Um, so, and we just use the right ear for consistency's sake. Yeah. So, bit, so you can put it on the left or the right side, uh, and and people do use the left side. Um, the the difference is that the algorithm it does to compute the impacts is obviously different from the left to the right. Oh. Um, but we just only use the right for consistency. Oh, gotcha. So you said so it's it's tape behind there, right? Yeah, so it's basically put on kind of like a. It looks like a band aid almost, and so we place it on the band aid. On the on the band aid, we spray their their heads with some adhesive. We place the be the band aid with the sensor on the head, and then we actually cover it again with another um, adhesive. So you you guys you guys put their sensors on their heads, 
yes. yes. Just what? So what type of what positions do you get normally? Are there is there any consistency of positions or from last year? Last year's that they've did two more than this year. So it's it's pretty it's pretty widespread. Um, we can't specifically tell you which players yeah, we have. Yeah, no, of course not. No. Um, just for privacy reasons, but yeah. uh, we have a we have a broad spectrum of positions. Uh, we defense we and offense. In, yeah, defense and offense okay. and special teams. So we've got we've got a, a pretty good idea of the diff. Well, I mean, we'll have an idea of the differences between different player groups. Um, and there's obviously ones that are more high impact than others. Also, we've got starters and backups, so we also know, you know, the differences between somebody that is playing regularly versus somebody that's not playing regularly. Wow. Okay. So the question I was going to ask was, I forget now. I have a bunch more. But I swear <laughs> that that's on there was a. Okay, that's why I just say why this. What? So did you just pick? Did you just pick football when you said you want to do this research, or did football kind of pick you? We we chose it. Um, just the the general area. A lot of the research is done in football um, because it is a high impact sport, and they their season is quite condensed. I mean, we could do hockey or something like women's soccer, but the seasons are much longer, um, and so then you it's just, it's more it's more difficult to do it with a longer season. Whereas with football in Canada, it's only about four months, so yeah. you have four months where you're collecting data basically every single day. Um, and then it can get a, a kind of a break to analyze it. A lot of the research um, with this equipment and with concussion coming out of the United States has been done with football. Um, so there's that as well. You, you, there's not too much going on with hockey um, just because it's only prevalent. Or hockey is only well played in Canada. Right. Okay. Actually, I remember the one question I asked you is, uh, so what the, like, do, you, do you guys uh, put these sensors on the body just for games or for practice as well? So we have them wearing it essentially every time they're on the field for a, we're calling them team sessions. So uh, in practices and games. So anytime they're wearing their helmets on the field, um, whether it just be a light practice, say after a game on Monday or whether it's a heavy practice during training camp, we have them wearing the sensors. Yeah. So basically the idea behind that is from day one of training camp. So when they come in from the off season until the final day of the season, we have an idea for these players for, you know, A, the pretty accurately the number of hits they've taken and also the overall exposure. Oh, okay, so it does, does your, you say you have an algorithm that you get certain data from the accelerometer and you convert that to your data you want? So is, is, uh, is that taking into account helmets, like that they're wearing helmets or what kind of helmets, or helmets they're wearing or? Uh, movement of the head. Not really. That's the one benefit of the X patch um, is that it's adhered to the uh, skull in theory. Um, so it, we're not the helmets. We you kind of don't you don't think about them because we're we're looking actually how the skull moves. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it doesn't matter in our situation what type of helmets they're wearing. Um, you can put it on non-helmeted players such as rugby players, and you'd still get an idea of how the skull is moving. And from that, you're you can't make an accurate measure of how the brain's actually moving, but you can see how many times the skull is getting hit or how hard the skull is getting hit. Yes. Yeah, so, so the other the other big system that people use, it's called the HIT system, and that's one with the sensors in the helmet. And kind of the the crucial problem with uh, with the HIT system is that it's measuring forces to the helmet, not to the head. 
And so, for example, we know there's times where players' helmets will come off or they'll, yeah. they'll shift during the impact um, or some guy will, you know, grab it and, and move it around. Um, and so you're not necessarily getting a, a good picture of what's happening to the skull. And once you have a, a picture of what's happening to the skull, then you can make, you know, assumptions about the brain. Um, so that's kind of why we're going with the X patch rather than the hit system. We actually, there's one situation last year that we saw during the game where one of our players wasn't wearing a helmet and it had fallen off and he ended up getting hit. And we, the benefit of having the, the X patch on the skull is in that situation, we still got the impact. Whereas if they were wearing the hit system, which is embedded within the helmets, we wouldn't have been able to see that impact. You said, you mentioned that you go done this on women's women's soccer, rugby, or, or hockey, but um, so what? So what is generally the reception from UEC, the football team, and other teams and other sports teams that may want or be interested in this participation in this sport, this research? Well, the UBC football team—they've been tremendous in supporting us. Um, they've been great. It's we're not really giving anything to the players that participating in this project really will benefit the future generations, whether that be the children of some of the players or um, their relatives. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Maybe playing the game. For them, it's really just a time commitment, and they've been absolutely tremendous at giving us about 15 hours, fifteen sorry, minutes a week to test, as well as putting on the sensor each practice and game. Um, yeah. So from them, the reception's been fantastic, and they've been nice to us having us around. And uh, speaking to other teams, I think there's just how prevalent concussions are in the media right now. There's 
no res- there's they're eager to get involved um and i think especially at ubc being a research institution the players are happy to be involved in this kind of cutting edge research yeah and we've we've got some some interest from other teams that uh that do want to start understanding the you know the consequences of a concussive injury a bit better. I know that I think maybe in the next couple of months uh, we're looking into using it with the rugby team at UBC, oh, yeah. and uh, we'll we'll see if that gets put together or not. Um, but there's also been some interest from some semi-pro hockey teams, wow. and so I think uh, moving forward for not only UBC but also for research in British Columbia, I think it's uh, it's it's a good idea. So, Alex, I guess your research ends sooner than Harrison's, obviously. Well, not obviously, I but I so. think so. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> so, so when you when you uh, so I guess so I guess the better question actually is probably for Harrison. Then, when when your when your research ends, will this when when your degree when you finish your PhD, will this study is this taken up by anybody else? Is this future generation study, or is this think the study will just end when you defend your PhD? Well, I think it's, um, it kind of depends on our advisor. So we're supervised by Dr. Jean-Sebastien Blouin at yes. the university. Um, and, uh, another co-supervisor named Gunter Sigmund, who is in industry and he works for MEA forensic engineers and scientists. And really it's up to them. So I think, uh, once, once we're both graduated, if there is you know, need for further research in the area, they definitely have the, the resources and, um, obviously the know-how to do this type of research. So I, I can't really answer that, but I think it would be up to them. And if they did choose to do it, then I think that would be a fantastic, um, it would be a, f- a fantastic thing for UBC to support. As, yeah. much as, as much as we're doing this research at UBC, there are other groups um, across the United States who are doing it. And I don't think people are as aware of it, but in the United States, the NCAA uh, recently be ba- began a five-year study um, with, I think, 35 universities of D1 schools, and they have about 3,000 participants enrolled. Wow. So I think regardless of whether we continue it at UBC um, after we after this season or in the next few years, I think the research field in general will keep going forward. Wow, that's, that's impressive. So, uh, so this is not just kind of a personal question, but have either you ever had a concussion? Had a concussion? Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I used to play varsity rugby um, at the University of Guelph, and I had a couple of them there. Um, thankfully, nothing was too serious, um, but it is something that not only do I find interesting from an academic point of view, but also from a personal point of view. It's something that I've experienced, and I have had friends that have experienced, um, so it kind of, uh, I find it quite a cool topic to, to study. Yeah, I played um, soccer when I was a kid. Um, up until I started the university, and I think throughout that and through some other kind of sports I've played in university, I, I have had a, I've had one or two concussions, and I think just suffering through that type of injury, it wasn't severe, um, and lucky, luckily it healed quite quickly, but realizing when you have that injury how little the medical field really knows about it was something that um, made me want to get involved in it, and kind of it's such a new injury um really only in the past two decades have people started to look at it and there's so much left to be known about it that it was um a field i kind of wanted to get into and maybe contribute a little bit to okay actually yeah bc seems to be on the on a cutting edge on the advanced edge of it because actually my brain injury occurred in victoria bc but uh there wasn't much this was now this ranger is in 03 so 
there wasn't much known, very much known or attention paid to brain injury at that point. But mm-hmm. uh, the UBC obviously, Vic, UVic took, uh, UVic, well, UVic too, but Victoria General, Victoria General Hospital took good care of me. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a, good, a great system for head trauma. And again, Vancouver, the Gorge Hospital has it too, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, so, so you guys, so, so this, this team is practicing, practicing today. And tomorrow they play on Saturday, Saturday, right? Yeah, so they've got a, a practice today. Uh, Friday they have a walkthrough. Um, so that will be a non-contact walkthrough because they don't want guys to get banged and up. You guys won't, won't put any head touches on the men. Uh, for walkthroughs, no, just because there's no, there's no, yeah. there's no hitting and there's yeah. no impacts. Um, but then the game is on Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. And so yeah, we'll we'll have them ready to go for that. Okay, cool. So. Be you guys on the US be on are you on sidelines or are you, you Well we so what we have to really do you Well what we have to do during the games is take detailed notes on our players and what's happening to them. And the the reason why is what we do is we go back and we look at the, the game feed of the video, we look at the readings from the sensors, and we try and look for any false positives or false negatives in the data. So for example, if we see on the 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 patch that there's a massive hit at you know 154 yeah. and that happens to be halftime and uh the guy's just walking around the locker room now we know that we need to remove that from the data yeah. and so we're constantly kind of taking notes and, and and looking at our guys and and making sure that when we go back to to look at the data we can clean it up and, and make sure that most of what we're receiving is going to be um is going to be real before the, our goal or our first kind of goal is to make sure that what we're seeing in the impacts are correct and I think uh, we don't want to rush to any conclusions between relationships between impact exposure and neurocognitive deficits until we're sure um, that what we're seeing in the impact exposure are accurate readings so that's the first part of this project is to really validate this new technology that's been coming out and make sure that it does give a reliable measure of what the athletes uh, the accelerations that are occurring to the athlete's skull so speaking of actually validating was that was a weird echo. Um, speaking, speaking of validating the results, um, do you guys talk to players or trainers during or after the game about the types of hits? Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk to we'll talk to the players. So basically, once a week, we sit down with all of our players and we do a full battery of concussion testing. And so that'll include a, a number of different concussion tests, not only ones that are you know, mandated and gold standard, but also kind of some of the newer technology coming out to test. Um, and what we try and do is obviously relate impact exposure to those test results. The idea being if somebody is concussed, we would expect scores to be worse. Um, but also, for example, there might be situations where we're looking into subconcussive injury. So that's an injury where somebody is not clinically diagnosed with a concussion, but there might be some sort of deficit neurologically. Um, and so when we talk to the players, we tell them at the beginning of the year that there is no contact between us and the medical staff. So if, if the players are in the middle of the game and they've received a hit and the trainer goes over, they might say, oh, I'm fine, let me continue to play, um, even though they know that there might be a problem. And that's something that just normally happens in, in sports such as football. Yeah. Um, but we tell them at the beginning of the year and we always read it to them. Like you guys can say anything to us, anything that you tell us will not get back in any way to the medical team. We cannot pull you from a game. We cannot give any information to anybody. 
Um, and so I suspect what we're going to see is guys that are maybe telling one thing to the medical staff and then something different to us. Oh, okay. um, and that, that's kind of something that uh, we've worked into our ethics for the study um, with the idea of getting an actual real picture of what's happening rather than from a medical perspective, which may not be correct. If you look at some of the studies that have been done in the United States, they, um, they've reported about 50% of concussions go unreported by the athletes for a variety of reasons, but the main two uh, being that athletes want to continue playing um, while injured, and the second being they're unaware of what a concussion is and the signs and symptoms associated with it. So we are the way we've designed the study, as Harrison mentioned, is to get that true picture. We've avoided sharing our results with the medical staff and the coaches um, because we do want to get a true kind of snapshot of what happens to a CIS football player um, during a single season. And I think without dwelling into details, um, we have seen players come to us who I don't know, they're, they've exhibited symptoms that are not maybe indicative of a concussion, but are abnormal um, for a student. Um, so we've seen, we have seen players who are still playing through um, symptoms of large hits. Large hits, yeah. There's who I don't want to say whether they're hurt or not, but they yeah. they were yeah. they were very they've been deviate, deviated from their baselines. Yeah, and and also uh, we've had players come up to us and ask us for kind of advice on what to do in these situations. And what we've what we've been telling them is that we're not medical professionals. We are not able to provide any information on this. Um, and if they want to get information on this, they should go talk to their doctors. Um, but yeah, so we're not sharing any information and we're not giving any advice. Okay. Well, actually, that concludes my range of questions there. But did you guys want to, to thank some people or some organizations? Yeah, so uh, yeah, we wanted to thank um, Dr. Jean-Sebastien Blouin, obviously. Um, at the University of British Columbia. And thanks, so I'll jump in. I would like to thank him too because he connected, he connected us because I emailed him after I read Sonny Dillon's article in the Globe Mail. So right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he's, um, he's coming out here today to Quebec uh, for the game. Um, and uh, he's based out of the UBC Sensory Motor Physiology Lab at the UBC School of Kinesiology. Uh, also, Gunter Sigmund, our co supervisor at MEA Forensic Engineer and Scientist. And then lastly, the foundation that is funding the study, uh, which is the Canadian Chiropractic Research Foundation. Well, thank you. So thanks thanks a lot, and thanks to those organizations as well. I'll definitely be watching this game on Saturday, I can tell you that. Um, so thanks, guys, so much for being a part of this, and uh, I guess you guys have a practice to attend soon. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, not your practice, but, yeah. but thanks again, and... Uh, Hopefully, people listening will appreciate find this information very valuable. So Definitely. Thanks. thanks for having us. Nick. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks again to Alex and Harrison, and good luck to them and their research. I look forward to watching the game this weekend. The music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.